0: to move forth with grace. I am so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's word and to open your heart to his lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets that I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas, so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection, no matter what situation you find yourself in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace and merchandise for you and your family. My website is www.moveforth.com. forthcom I am reading from the Founders Bible, and it is a New American Standard Bible that includes historical documents from the Founders era. It truly is a treasure for your home, and I highly recommend getting a copy. And you can find one today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also reading from the 5-Day Bible Reading Plan, and you can download and print a copy to follow along if you'd like at www.5daybiblereading.com. If this is your first time here on the podcast, I want to welcome you, and I'm just so glad that you're here, and you can absolutely continue from this day and to the end, and then go back and listen to the days up until now, or you can just stop this episode right here and let today literally be your day, your first day, in starting to read the Bible in a year, so just go to the day one episode, and you can start from there. Either way, it's all good. You do not have to wait until January 1st, so I'm just so glad that you're here. Now I've never read the entire Bible and I have definitely never read it live on a podcast. So um I'm going to make mistakes and it's just going to be a part of the experience. So thank you so much for your patience, patience with that. If I mispronounce names or places or locations, it's it's just it's going to happen. Um and so it's just it's just kind of how this podcast goes. So there's the human, the human aspect of it, right? For connection and community, please consider joining the Move Forth with Grace group, just a place where we can gather uh, together as a community as we read the Bible together this year. Okay, so today is day 93, and we're going to be reading First Samuel 30 and 31, 1 Chronicles 10 and Acts 20. David's victory over the Amalekites, chapter 30. Then it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had made a raid on the Negev and on Ziklag and had overthrown Ziklag and burned it with fire. And they took captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great, without killing anyone, and carried them off and went their way. When David and his men came to the city, behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted their voices and wept until there was no strength in them to weep. Now David's two wives had been taken captive, Ahinoam the Jezreelites, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite. Moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him, for all the people were embittered, each one because of his sons and his daughters. But David, David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Please bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this band? Shall I overtake them? And he said to him, Pursue, for you will surely overtake them, and you will surely rescue all. So David went, he and six hundred men who were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those left behind remained. But David pursued, he and four hundred men, for two hundred, who were too exhausted to cross the brook, but remained behind. Now they found an Egyptian in the field, and brought him to David, and gave him bread, and he ate, and they provided him water to drink. They gave him a piece of fig, fig cake, and two clusters of raisins, and he ate. Then his spirit revived, for he had not eaten bread or drunk water for three days and three nights. David said to him, To whom do you belong, and where are you from? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, a servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me behind when I fell sick three days ago. We made a raid on the Negev of the Cherethites, and on that which belongs to Judah, and on the Negev of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. Then David said to him, Will you bring me down to this band? And he said, Swear to me, "'by God, that you will not kill me "'or deliver me into the hands of my master, "'and I will bring you down to this band.' "'When he had brought him down, "'behold, they were spread over all the land, "'eating and drinking and dancing "'because of all the great spoil that they had taken "'from the land of the Philistines "'and from the land of Judah. "'David slaughtered them from the twilight "'until the evening of the next day, "'and not a man of them escaped, "'except four hundred young men "'who rode on camels and fled. "'So David recovered all of the Amalekites,' All that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives, but nothing of theirs was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that they had taken for themselves, David brought it all back. So David had captured all the sheep and the cattle which the people drove ahead of the other livestock and they said, "This is David's spoil." The spoils are divided. When David came to the 200 men who were too exhausted to follow David, who had also been left at the brook of Besor, And they went out to meet David, and to meet the people who were with him. Then David approached the people and greeted them. Then all the wicked and worthless men among those who went with David said, Because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except to every man, his wife, and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Then David said, You must not do so, my brothers, with what the Lord has given us, who has kept us and delivered us, And delivered into our hand the band that came against us. And who will listen to you in this matter? For as his share is who goes down to the battle, so shall his share be who stays by the baggage. They shall share alike. So it has been from that day forward that he made in a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. Now when David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends, saying, Behold, a gift for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord, to those who were in Bethel, and to those who were in Ramoth of the Negev, and to those who were in Jatir, and to those who were in Aror, and to those who were in Sifmoth, and to those who were in Eshtemoa, and to those who were in Recal, and to those who were in the cities of And to those who were in the cities of the Kenites, and to those who were in Horma, and to those who were in Borashan, and to those who were in Antak, and to those who were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men were accustomed to go, Saul and his sons slain, chapter 31. Now the Philistines were fighting against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell slain on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines overtook Saul and his sons, and the Philistines killed Jonathan and Abinadab and Malchishua, the sons of Saul. The battle went heavily against Saul, and the archers hit him, and he was badly wounded by the archers. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and pierce me through it with it. Otherwise, these uncircumcised will come and pierce me through and make sport of me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. So Saul took his sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his sword and died with him. Thus Saul died with his three sons, his armor-bearer, bearer, and all his men on that day together. When the men of Israel, who were on the other side of the valley, with those who were beyond the Jordan, saw that the men of Israel had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned the cities and fled. Then the Philistines came and lived in them. It came about on the next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilbo. They cut off his head and stripped off the, his weapons and sent them throughout the land of the Philistines to carry the good news to the house of their idols and to the people. They put his weapons in the temple of Ashtaroth, and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. Now when the inhabitants of jabesh heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men rose and walked all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan, and they came to Jabesh and burned them there. They took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree at Jabesh and fasted seven days. 1 Chronicles chapter 10 Defeat and Death of Saul and His Sons now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled before the Philistines and fell slain on Mount Gilbo. The Philistines closely pursued Saul and his sons, and the Philistines struck down Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua, the sons of Saul. The battle became heavy against Saul, and the archers overtook him, and he was wounded by the archers. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, otherwise these uncircumcised will come and abuse me. But this armor-bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore Saul took his sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he likewise fell on his sword and died. Thus Saul died with his three sons, and all those of his house died together. When all the men of Israel who were in the valley saw that they had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook their cities and fled, and the Philistines came and lived in them. It came about the next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his sons fallen on Mount Gilbo. So they stripped him and took his head and his armor and sent messengers around the land of the Philistines to carry the good news to their idols and to the people. They put his armor in the house of their gods and fastened his head in the house of Dagon. Jabesh Gilead's tribute to Saul. When all jebesh gilead heard all that the Philistines had done to Saul. All the valiant men arose and took away the body of Saul Saul and the bodies of his sons and brought them to Jabesh. and they buried their bones under the oak in Jabesh and fasted seven days. So Saul died for his trespass, which he committed against the Lord, because of the word of the Lord, which he did not keep, and also because he asked counsel of a medium, making inquiry of it, and did not inquire of the Lord. Therefore he killed him and turned the kingdom to David, the son of Jesse. Acts chapter 20 Paul in Macedonia and Greece After the uproar had ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and when he had exhorted them and taken this leave of them, he left to go to Macedonia. When he had gone through those districts and had given them much exhortation, he came to Greece, and there he spent three months, and when a plot was formed against him by the Jews, as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. And he was accompanied by Sopater of Bere, Berea, the son of Pyrrhus, and by Aristarchus and Secundus of the Thessalonians, and Gaius of Derbe, and Timothy and Tychicus, T- T- and Trophimus of Asia, but these had gone on ahead and were waiting for us at Tros. We sailed from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread and came to them at Tros within five days, and there we stayed seven days. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul began talking to them, intending to leave the next day, and he prolonged his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered together. And there was a young man named Eutychus sitting on the window sill, sinking into a deep sleep. And as Paul kept on talking, he was overcome by sleep and fell down from the third floor and was picked up dead. But Paul went down and fell upon him. And after embracing him, he said, do not be troubled for his life is in him. When he had gone back up and had broken the bread and eaten, he talked with them a long while until daybreak and then left. They took away the boy alive and were greatly comforted. Tros to, Mil- to Miletus. But we, going ahead to the ship, set sail for Assos, intending from there to take Paul on board, for so he had arranged it, intending himself to go by land. And when, he must, and when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and came to Mytilene. Sailing from there, we arrived the following day opposite Chios, and on the next day, we crossed over to Samos, and the day following, we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he would not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hurrying to be in Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Farewell to Ephesus. From Miletus, he sent He sent to Ephesus and called to him the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You yourselves know from the first day that I set foot in Asia, how I was with you the whole time, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials, which came upon me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you publicly, and from house to house, solemnly testifying to both Jews and Greeks of repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, bound by the Spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bounds and afflictions await me. But I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself, So that I may finish my course and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly of the gospel and of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that all of you among whom I went about preaching the kingdom will no longer see my face. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be on the alert, remembering that night and day for a period of three years I did not cease to admonish each one with tears." And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or clothes. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my own needs and to the men who were with me. In everything I showed you that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And they began to weep aloud and embraced Paul and repeatedly kissed him, grieving especially over the word which had spoken that they would not see his face again. And they were accompanying him to the ship. And those are our readings today just want to take a moment to look back at Chronicles really quick since that was like pretty much the same thing that happened in 1 Samuel and in 1 Chronicles And okay I just like to look back and in this Bible they say who the author was of each book and so Interesting. I'm looking back on 1 Samuel 2, so thank you for your patience, real quick. We might just, you know, maybe something is here for us to discover today. Let's see. Okay, so 1 Samuel was written possibly by Samuel, but also includes writing from the prophets of um, Nathan and Gad, and then 2 Samuel. Um Possibly prophets Nathan or Gad, Abi, Abiathar the priest, or some have suggested Zabud, Nathan's son. So these two books, first and second Samuel were written between 9, 931 and 722 BC. And then first chronicles is attributed to Ezra as the author, and they were this was written probably between 425 and 400 BC. So that's interesting. Anyway, I found that I found that interesting today. That um, in this uh, Bible reading plan, you read the same thing twice in two different books. So, just wanted to point that out. So, there's something that hey, I definitely learned something new, right? That I'd never learned before. So, let's go ahead and say a prayer. And dear Lord, thank you for another day in the Word, in Your Word, for us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to take what it is that we are supposed to place in our hearts today, lessons we're supposed to learn, things we're supposed to discover, connections that we can make, just for bringing us time to just sit in your word. Thank you. Thank you for what comes after reading this today. You truly are a forgiving and giving Lord and we are just so blessed to have this opportunity to choose to just be in the presence of this, of of your, your book. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here, for doing this. You're doing amazing. What a what an incredible journey. An important journey. It it really I, I don't even know what else to say, right? I mean it's that that amazing. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.